0: Everyone, welcome in. It's another edition of The Wrap on NRM Streamcast, Tom Mazaway, alongside Clarence Black, Brendan Sennett back from uh, Martha's Vineyard. He's in the house as well. We're here at the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in, I, beat, uh, I beat the pre- I beat I beat <laughs> both Martha's President Bushes vine- at golf. You did, huh? Yeah. How was it? Took that some was the vineyard. It was it's good. Can't,
2: you can't beat the other one, you dumbass. He's dead. <laughs> Only one is alive, man.
1: I forgot about that. Hey, it was it was Jeb dude. then. It was governor. Oh, one man. governor, one president. My bad, but that's better,
0: man. Things happen. Hey, fellas, uh, <laughs> welcome in.
1: Another big. Sports... We've been together five minutes. Don't get on my ass. Already, Another big right? sports Love day
0: you. last night. Uh, if you're listening to this, you know we saw Casey Mize pitch last night. Most Tiger fans turned it on. Uh, I made sure my alarm went off at like eight fifteen to make sure I put Fox Sports on. I had had to see what the kid had. I know you guys didn't get a real chance to, to watch. It. You did see some video, but. Uh, he looked like the real deal, man. He looked uh, very. He was in command. He had the hitters looking like fools, and he uh, he struck out seven in four and a third. So he had to do something straight. Well, I, and so Paul I, Jackson before the game, reaching yeah. out on video to him, you know, wishing his man yeah. from Auburn all we'll, the best. We'll, we'll and better. this kid looks like he's going to live up to his. Well, we'll, we'll see how if he lives up to it, but he's pretty good.
2: But I tell you, so again, here's what's funny, though, man. So I'm, I miss most of it because I'm I'm doing other stuff yeah. and I'm scrambling. I try and catch a little bit. But dude, I—I I mean, Dunning, though, I catch the third good third inning, struck out the side, and yeah. look he
0: looked filthy. He, looked fi- he only had one and that mistake. Was all,
2: look, that was—and that was literally all I got to see. I walked away from it thinking, I don't know about Mize, but damn, that Dunning looks. Yeah.
0: Chicago's Crazy. the real deal, and they, they're they going to come on. As Lynn Henning will join us here in a couple of minutes from the Detroit News. He's been touting Chicago for a couple of years, two, three years now. And, of course, Ethan's been touting the Tigers that their yeah. coming out party is next season. And I, I think... Uh, Adorable. We'll see how that goes. But they really they don't really have a very good batting lineup, I can tell you that for sure. And they can't play defense very well either, but it looks how, like they're going to get some arms so going. How much of the
2: game did you see, Mass?
0: Uh I saw 90%
2: of it. All right. So did he look like... Cause I don't I, I I don't think he's he can just be good. He's got to be. A, I told so you standing. he's got to be a generational talent. Yeah. Did you see a guy? Did you see a Verlander? Did you see a Clemens? Did you see a, a generational
0: arm? I think it's hard to, to realize that in, in the first time you will watch it somebody. But where's the know,
2: Velo
1: at? Yeah, we'll see. Where was the Heat at? Topping Uh, out at what? High 90s.
0: High 90s. High 90s. And, you know, a pro's pro, like Lynn Henning, guy that knows baseball in and out, let him him, uh, give the grade. So when we get him on, you could ask him. He'll give you a better grade than I can give you. you I just think he he looked like a real dude. Yeah, I watch the game. I watch a million games. But you know when you see
2: something that's like, uh, when you have what we consider in sports to be a oh shit moment, like, where you know this is, like, like I'm watching something special.
0: Well, we were, let's face it, we were sold something that we're going to see this great big star, and, you know, you, you're ready to watch him explode. I didn't see Randy Johnson or anything like that, but okay, well, I think the kids looking good. Lynn Henning's going to join us, and he's on with us right now. Mr. H, what's happening? You're on with Maz, Clarence, and Brendan today. Hi, Clarence. Hi, Brendan. And hi, Matt. Mr. H. Good yeah. afternoon, sir. Hey, Clarence well, wants to know what kind of grade. Well, I mean, you're that,
1: this kid. I,
2: come on. I don't want to grade. All right, so Is Mr. H. Seven? No, hold on, Mr. H. Listen, like you've been around a while. So what I asked Matt as, because I didn't get a chance to watch much. Only, only thing I saw was Dunning strike out the side in the third. So I was asking him. Because we know how sports work. I can tell you without doubt the times of my life I have seen young guys and I have had the quote-unquote oh-shit moment where I know I'm seeing something generational. Did the kid look generational last night?
3: You're talking about Casey Mines? Yes, sir. Oh, he's an example of what you would expect to get with a first overall draft pick. And if you want to compare him with uh, Tarek Skubel, Here's the comparison in why it looked like two different pitchers, two different nights. Casey Mize, on top of his talent, which again is worthy of getting a guy picked over 1,500 other guys in the country, uh, was evident last night. But what you also saw was a guy who had pitched at the University of Auburn at Auburn and on Friday nights, which is where the, the ACEs always square off against one another in college baseball. The SEC is not far from uh, the big leagues or at least from advanced minor leagues. And uh, that's again, the reason the kid went out there and pitched with such obvious calm last night. Uh, he's been through this. But he also, again, has exceptional ability. Now, Skubal went to the University of Seattle. He was also a ninth-round pick. But in terms of his arm and his potential, once he calms down, you're going to see why he is going to be a tremendous complementary part as the Tigers rebuild that rotation. But there was the difference last night in in Mize versus Skubal. Uh, and it was a matter of poise that, uh, again, is tied not only to skill and talent, but also to uh, their past experience in college. Do you think they brought him up at the right time? Yeah, I mean, Maz, here's the problem with that. If, if you bring him up and they get hit, then the critics are going to say, gee, they, they're hurrying him. They should have left him down there. If he comes up and pitches with poise – Well, and why didn't they get him there beforehand? Look, we all know when you bake something or cook something on the oven, it's done when it's done. (laughs) And uh, generally speaking, you don't want to rush that process. Uh, You wait. And if anything, get it a little overdone. At least to to push this analogy a little farther. I
0: always take the pizza out early because I'm hungry and I'm looking at it and I'm smelling (laughs) it. It always comes out a little early for me.
3: yeah, the fans were all starving here. so you, you, They were ready for this thing uh, the, the day he was drafted.
1: Mad likes his cookies um, doughy. You,
3: you yeah, have to let I the do. gestation period, uh, I think, evolve. And uh, in this instance, I, I kept saying to people who would ask me, my, 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 just let this thing run its course. When he's ready, they'll get him up there. There's no penalty in being down there. there there's There's no imprisonment going on here. Um, When he's ready, he's ready. Well, based on what you saw last night, he's ready. Now, if he goes and gets rocked the next couple of times, and this is baseball, so it can happen, uh, then you're going to say, gee, maybe another few weeks in Toledo. But I I think you have to appraise this thing, or or appraise it rather, um, in respect to both players and their talent. And furthermore, why Matt Manning isn't up here, he's the greenest of those three, and yet... He's got as much upside as probably any of them. But they know that he needs a a long time yet in the oven. You know, maybe only into next spring, but one way or another, he's not going to be pitching in the big leagues this year. He's not ready yet. Franklin Perez, if he stays healthy, might beat Manning to Detroit. Alex Fajardo probably beats Manning to Detroit. But what you're seeing, guys, is the steady evolutionary turnaround of their pitching staff here and their rotation as a prelude to them filling some position spots and yeah. making a rebuild what a rebuild is supposed to be. But in baseball, as we've said many times, it's an elongated process.
0: We've been, I've been watching them uh, all season here. We're talking to Lynn Henning from the Detroit News, obviously, uh, and uh, the Tigers... They lost eight in a row now. And we, we you know, in this COVID season, we kind of expected them, if they could stay near 500, they'll have a chance to make the playoffs like everybody uh, has a chance. But their lineup uh, and their defense is, is not even close to being where it should be.
3: Oh, no. And when they lost uh Krohn here, that, yeah. that really wiped them out, too. Uh, they need so many position players. Most of these guys are just stopgap sure. people. Now, Parade's coming up is the other aspect of this week that's really working out for him. His at-bats have been very, very good, even though he's only got, what, one hit. uh, You can see why he is up there. He knows the strike zone. He's not going to get caught swinging away. He he did see a breaking pitch last night that uh, he wouldn't have seen at the lower levels, but that's part of the learning curve. The primary thing with him is he swings at strikes, any barrel strikes for the most part. And I wouldn't be shocked, guys, if he ends up having a 2-3 hit game here as quickly as this afternoon. You're going to see why he long. He's gotten a little overshadowed by the pitching this week. But to me, that was as important of a call-up as was Mize uh, or Scooble.
0: I can't wait for the Torkelson call-up. Uh, <laughs> how far away is he yeah, from we cooking?
3: after not have to wait much past next year, man, yeah. because yeah, he But he is finding out uh, down at Toledo. I had a long talk with him last week and did a big piece with him. He's finding out uh, about pitching at this level and how that uh, is uh, a quantum leap from anything he saw even in uh, the Pac-12. Uh, he's getting the full dose, and it will last until next year. You notice that Joey Bart just got called up by the Giants, to, who went second after Mize to, to the Giants two years ago two years after he was drafted, the same thing will probably apply to Torkelson. I would expect Torkelson to be uh, on that big league roster, assuming we're playing baseball next year, which we can't do, but uh, very quickly and and along the same time table here as we've seen with Mize.
0: Hey, you've told us from the get-go about uh, this season and how you didn't think it would make it through. What's your take uh, halfway through right now? I know the Cardinals, we all know how many games they've played. We know they screwed the Pooch and uh, the Marlins before them. What do you think of uh, the season now and going forward?
3: I don't know, man. As they're stitching this thing together uh, day by day, week by week, maybe they can make a go of it. Uh, But when you see how many games they've already lost, And the fact that uh, infection rates really are are not doing anything, but in most cases and in most of these markets rising a bit, uh, I I don't know. Um, uh, I think it's 50-50 probably now if they get through next month. uh, That's better perhaps than I would have thought when they initiated the 60-game season. But so much as we know changes from day-to-day, week-to-week that it's uh, just really a a matter of the moment here that you can assess and not much down the line. But I hope they're able to continue to play. I think people have gotten an awful lot of nourishment, you might say, from it. Uh, They wanted sports badly. It, it, it's not upsetting to watch the games. Not distracting. It, it's amazing what they've done with these cutouts. Yeah. It really does give you the, yeah. the, the feeling subconsciously that there's a crowd there, um, and then the, with the crowd noise that they're piping in and that kind yeah. of thing.
0: I think it's it better works. every game. Every game is getting better. Well, as far yeah, as the COVID I,
1: goes, Mister H, we we just got to worry about going
3: to be pretty stark. and and uh, that's not the case. And so you watch you're watching a game and. Uh, oblivious to the fact that there's really no one there, which they've done a good job with the psychology here, and with the effects to make people feel as though they're, act, they're actually in a ballpark.
0: Ahead, well,
1: back to your COVID point, you just the one thing we can't account for is the knucklehead factor, like the Zach Pleasants of the world that right. have to go party on Rush Street right when they're in Chicago after a after a game. So that that could play a, a role in, in what happens here. It, it could bring it bring it completely off the rails, right? If they're not careful.
3: No doubt, no doubt. And and again, I I keep thinking, uh, Brennan, Clarence, Maz, that uh, when they expose these guys uh, with the intersections of life, which pretty much is and has to happen, you just can't seal them off. Uh, Not that many people. Then you're going to end up with some disruptions here. And trying to make up games and having an imbalance, let's say, in the win-loss records, and All All along, uh, we said that this was going to be like uh, a a whole panel of funhouse mirrors where you're going to (laughs) get distortions and uh, weird configurations. And that is exactly still what we're looking at in terms of a reality here. But it has calmed down. And when you can have pretty much a a, a full complement of games in a day, that's a, a nice sign that maybe they can survive this thing. Uh, the idea that we're going to be looking at legitimate playoff teams if they get that far, I think is, is really silly. Um, we're going to end up with a lot of aberrant stuff here that is not necessarily, again, going to be in baseball's best interest from the integrity of competition standpoint, but we'll see. Now, you know, the Tigers are going to have a streak here and there where they'll look decent, but, um, uh, I really believe that when it all shakes out, then people will see that it's just really the the first light of their rebuild. Uh, and it wasn't going to be much better than that this year, in my view. They right. were going to start getting some young blood in, and this week has been evidence of that. But you won't see that much of a transformation to their roster until next year. And then when that rotation uh, is all kids – Uh, And maybe a Fulmer's in there, whatever the case might be. I think they're going to have to trade Spencer Turnbull because they so desperately need yet a bat prospect that they're lacking, particularly at shortstop. And Turnbull has a chance to be the market value that uh, Matthew Boyd never was going to be a year ago. There weren't enough people who could really trust Boyd's power stuff last year. But Turnbull has a legitimate power arm. And uh, scouts and the analytics people uh, definitely will confirm that to GMs, whether there's a trade made even as early as the summer or one during the offseason. But uh, he, in my estimation, is now the one guy they've got to deal because they can replace him with the kid pitchers that they've got, again, being groomed down at uh, Toledo and, and who are coming thereafter. So th- that's the sort of trade that you could see the Tigers making that really is a necessity said all along this rebuild wasn't going to be a rebuild unless they were able to pull off a big deal with one of these existing arms for a, for a prospect bat, and I still believe that.
2: Talking with the legend, Lynn Henning, Mr. H, <laughs> so fans are fickle, right, with records and everything else. As we look at the skipper, as we look at Guardy, and you talked about the youth that is currently here, youth being called up, the, the youth that's going to be a big part of our future. What are the metrics by which fans should judge Ron Gardenhire? And I guess for you, what, what tells Lynn Henning that, that Gardy is effective, that he is the man to lead this organization, this ball club?
3: I think manager is the last concern in uh, any team's considerations for the most part. There are going to be exceptions both ways. You can end up with somebody at the very top of the spectrum who you know probably can uh, squeeze a little something out that maybe another skipper can't. Or you can have a guy who's in over his head at the bottom of the grouping. Uh, But in Gardenhire's case, the last thing the Tigers are being influenced by negatively is Ron Gardenhire. And Clarence, the way I would answer that, too, is look at the Angels. They figured manager was a big part of their problem.
0: They went and got mad. So they
3: go out and hire, in my view, the most overrated manager in baseball <laughs> wow. history, Joe Madden. He knows his wine, though. Wow! Um, and if anything, I'm understating that. And, and what is the <laughs> <ending> understating? <right>? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Mister, hold
2: Mister Age. You think that you think the hippie is is overrated?
3: Oh, <laughs> Joe Joe Madden is, is a genius at self promotion as much as anything. Um, it, but the Angels today are eight and seventeen. Well, right. oh, I thought he was supposed to make a big difference. He if did he's making a difference. There is no plus side, which goes back to my point. It's players who decide this stuff. It's not the manager. The manager can help a little bit, um, and he can hurt for sure. But Joe Madden isn't the problem with the Angels, and, and Ron Gardenhire isn't isn't any issue with the Tigers, at least in a negative sense. And so, to me, the fixation on manager, which is natural, uh, is the same as fixation on an NFL coach, as the Lions have confirmed for 60 years. Uh, (laughs) It's not a matter of the coach or the manager. It's a matter of the roster personnel. All
0: right. Hey, last night, uh, before we let you go, uh, a guy that uh, calls a hell of a game, and uh, he's been around for a long time, Tom Brenneman. Yeah national guy. I mean, uh, he was the counterpart yep. to Dan Dickerson in 06 when he called Maglio's home run on Fox nationally. Of course, Dan called it gallantly on uh, on the radio. So, yep. last night, he he says he let something slip, a homophobic slur, slur uh, slip on the air, and uh, uh, he's basically, he's going to be fired. Uh, let's, let's face it, his career is probably over. I just wanted to get your take on that.
3: I hope uh, he's not fired, but in order for him not to be fired, man, here's what has to happen. A slur is really a, a wanton offense. Uh, it's not a slip up. If you're using a slur, correct, it's you're using it in your vocabulary yeah. and in your inventory. And there's a reason that it has a place there. What he can do, in my estimation, is make an apology so heartfelt and at the same time ask for forgiveness. And people are generally of a forgiving disposition, and they're going to be in the LGBTQ, and they are. But that is going to place the responsibility on the man who used the slur, Tom Brunneman. He's given already an apology, but he needs to sit and to talk and to show why this was offensive and why he has changed and why he can now be a voice that will benefit that offended community in all of us. And I think absent that kind of genuine amendment on mm-hmm. his part and contrition on his part, um, you're not going to see him continue, nor should you. But I think he has a chance if, in fact, he sees the depth to which this was grievous, injurious, and sinful. And if he does that again, I think he's got a lot of people ready to hug and say, "Tom, let's move on."
0: I hope you're right, but uh, I just don't think it's a forgiving uh, way of life these days, and it's unfortunate the the place we're at right now. I mean, we're in a we're in a place where we haven't I have I, well never in my life have we been in this situation, and I just. I just you know I just hope that uh, everyone can do whatever. I, I don't even have any words. It's, I feel terrible for the guy. I mean, what a great career and it oh, ends I like that. Too,
3: man. But but I don't think the case is closed, and that's why I'm and I really do, I do. believe that. I, I think if Tom Brenneman puts together the most forthright apology and shows why he would be gifted by forgiveness and how he'll be better for this thing, um, I, I think he's got a lot of a lot of forgiveness out there and uh I, I would hope that's the case but but it's going to begin with him same as the slur began yeah
0: well we'll see right we'll keep our fingers crossed and uh, hope we hope we're in a forgiving situation again one of these hopefully we, we can all love each other again that's corny as it sounds that's just the way i no, look no, at that's,
3: it that's what it's all about
0: that's it hey great coming on with us uh we'll talk to you again stay healthy and uh we'll see you around
3: Okay, man. It's Clarence Brennan. Good talking with you guys as always. Thanks, Mister. Right. Thanks, Mister H. Be good, man. Len Henning of the
0: Detroit News. Uh, in his retirement years, well, wait a second. Why with, do you uh, feel bad for Brennan? I just do. I just he was one of my favorites. Oh, he's one of my favorite voices. And well, I'm a more forgiving person than um, most people
1: are. That's true. You are, but it's not about forgiveness. I mean, you just because you like the guy. I mean,
0: he made a mistake. And you know what? But, yeah, but yeah.
1: obviously that's how he talks. I
0: understand that. And you know, you know what? That's how old timers talk. I understand that. Too. Okay, that's just. I know it's Man, not, not 1965 uh, anymore. No, no, no. Listen, and I heard Keyshawn uh, Johnson yeah. this morning on yes. his show. If you guys get a chance, yes. go back and listen to Keyshawn no, talk about. this. I did, this.
2: and I thought. All right. I thought that was very. So you guys remember when the Adrian Peterson thing went down? Yeah, and of course. The and, and so one of the things that you know that was a, a big debate, and a lot of people say, "Look, I am." I am who I am because I was reared right. uh, through that kind of physical uh, Abuse. Consequence. So whatever, yeah, consequence you know, whatever. It and it's just we I think in all phases we we deal with this kind of aspect of of history. Right. I think that's part of what the you know, part of what it is with the Me Too and Black Lives Matter and this whole idea of just because it was acceptable at one point. It, it doesn't make it right and and we're using these words called right side of history and things like that when I think it really just comes back to the kind of person. and And so for me, what I don't want is i if if Tom brennerman is is genuinely compassionately, apologetic about what he's done and he can go out and say listen i i have this body of work i don't want this to be the end of my career i'm going to make changes same thing you look at what ellen is going through right now with the stuff that came out about her show oh god yeah what i don't want is i don't want to live in this world where all of a sudden now every crime is a death sentence right you run a stoplight. But it is, fair it is a, Clarence, it, and, and that's scary. It is. That, I, it's it sucks. man, I I I it have sucks. this. I have the, I, you guys are going to laugh. I have this fear that in, that, in, that in ten or twenty years or whatever, I'm going to run for senate, and then every and I don't mean skeletons. I'm talking about the Walking Dead is yeah. going to come out the ground oh, on yeah. my ass. Sure, and I'm going to literally. It's going to be like somebody like in the fourth grade. You did. Yeah. I mean, it, it. There is no statute of limitations, no. and that's what scares me. Yeah. and then be like, man, everything can't be it. A damn death sentence. It can't be. Well, what'd you do? Well, jaywalking. What's Senate? Senate. Brendan. Jaywalking. What is the? What is the sentence? Right. Death. Like damn. I gotta say this. I
1: mean, Brennan, and he's all right, but he couldn't carry Al Michaels' microphone in a suitcase.
2: Whatever.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Al Michaels had had his day. In,
2: in 2000, 2000 <laughs> it. It's two thousand twenty. Does he work again? he no. he gone. Gone. He. Gone. I th-
0: and the only thing they're doing
2: right now is they're all. All this tells me is they're figuring out the buyout Here's the play. thing. This the and buy, I said This is the buyout play right now. I yeah.
1: said this to my dad on the phone this morning because he wanted yeah. to talk specifically about the Brenneman thing yeah. when he heard it. Yeah. Okay, the bottom line is guys are guys. We all hang out together. We all play yeah. fantasy football.
0: That's how we talk. When you're a back pro. Back in the day.
1: But no, listen. you when, This guy and I are dear friends. He's like a big brother and an uncle to me. Him and I call each other every name in the book behind closed doors in private. Okay? When you're a pro's pro like Tom Brenneman, this is why you deserve to be fired, because it's stupid, because even the youngest intern in his second class at Specs Howard knows when a mic is hot or not. That's that's the real the, well, the real problem there. The rule is you so don't— So that's why he should be fired for
0: stupidity. No, no, he shouldn't be fired, but you know what? He's going to be. So nonetheless, he's not supposed to say anything in the room when there's a microphone hey, in. We didn't even address John Fox. No, we don't. I mean
2: that, and that yeah. that even blew my that blows my mind to a whole nother category on that. Which I'm glad we're not talking about that.
0: Honestly. There's plenty, <laughs> plenty more coming up. The wrap will uh, continue. Thanks to David B. and uh, Ellington behind the glass. Ethan's in the house as well. Uh, Tigers uh, and the White Sox one more time today, and then they go to Cleveland. Will they come back with the record this weekend? They've lost 20 in a row. The record is 23. They go to Cleveland for the weekend. Bojica, oh jeez, what's I hope the streak at? What'd what you say? Twenty oh and twenty-three God. is the record. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I keep your fingers crossed that they don't tie Bo-hica. that record. Lay in the juice. <laughs> Lay the juice. More on the rap coming back. Clarence Black, Brendan Senate. You got that bulldog account number? Uh, NRM Streamcast. <laughs>